0: I'm standing live in Dave Mazzle's basement, coming to you. Back to you, Tom. <laughs> Hi.
1: We are lucky enough to catch Wet Grow Light post-rehearsal to talk about their return from a hiatus. We also touch on new music and what they really get out of the experience. And as always, they let us hear a few tunes as well. So, sit back, sip your poison, and enjoy the ride. I'm your host, Kalen, and this is the and Place Podcast.
2: How was uh How was
0: your jam? Good. It was productive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything's getting there. We're 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 enjoying uh, you know, getting getting uh things polished up and it's uh it's, it's fun to play these new songs and old songs and getting them all tuned tuned up and fine tuned for the for the show. Here we got Krista here too. I don't, yeah. don't even know you. Can, you can't see her. Come you on, see Krista? Come on oh, look,
0: there she is. Get over here, Krista. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Shy girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she said that she wants to exclusively do the whole interview by herself. Definitely. <laughs> Sweet.
3: <laughs> love the spotlight. I got like. some per-
1: particularly hard questions just for you. Mm. All good. Yeah. So a uh, question I always like to start with is, what do you love about
4: music? So you can just kind of...
2: Jeremy Brown, I would love to hear what you love about music. Well,
5: what
4: I love about music is... it. It takes me to a different place. It takes me away from everyday life and spirituality, and just uh, just get it out of your heart because there's music in everybody's heart. Cliff,
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. That, that that that's a challenge challenging question in some ways because mm. I just you know music is just a, can be just a soundtrack to life. You know, it's I I love listening to music. I love creating music. Um, and I do feel like when you create music, it's it's one of the joys to be able to like share it with other people, and it's also a way to, I don't know, to some extent, um, you know, it's like did this actually even happen? It's like oh, other people heard it. It must it must it must have happened. That must have been something that, that actually went down. That actually existed. So, but I right. guess I, I, I love that it uh, it it decorates uh, you know our our, our our audio space, and you know it does enable us to um, set different vibes and different tones and in different situations. Krista, what do you love about music?
3: Well, I would say one thing for sure is just connecting with people, too. Like, um, it gives you a chance if you're a shy person like I can be at times. It gives you a chance to connect with some friends and some people and be able to connect on a different level. And you don't have to worry about what to say. You just kind of jam and um, you can laugh and joke. And this has been really super good for me, reconnecting with the guys to play again, because... We all know that COVID has been extremely stressful and and life has been stressful. So getting back out and just finding some space and getting outside of my own head and just spending some time playing music and doing what I love to do has been really good for me for sure.
0: I am going to say a little bit of column A, column B and column C. So (laughs) I agree with Jeremy that it is a little bit of an escape from reality. I agree with Cliff. That's a form of expression. I agree with Krista that it allows you to, again, like kind of express yourself. And if I have to add something, I think that it also gives me uh, the be- the ability to communicate like the way that I feel about certain sounds and uh, like beats. And um, I don't know. I just have a lot of things that I think about musically. So being able to do music and play music again is going to be like a way that I can definitely express um, the things that I'm kind of thinking about musically, which makes no sense, but that's what I said.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it makes sense.
5: Yeah. <laughs> you're good. You're yeah.
1: Good. <laughs> so what uh, what brought on the coming out of a hiatus? Because you guys haven't played... Your last album was, what,
2: 2015-ish? Yeah, it's probably about that, been about that long. I mean, we... Um, I guess it kind of, like, over some some different experiences that that I had had over the years, it started, like, writing some new songs that kind of had started off as, like, maybe going to be some things that I I thought about doing acoustically or things like that. But, um, you know, I I had approached uh, Dave and Jeremy about maybe, like, playing those songs together and creating some recordings of them. And then then we started talking about... um, how great it would be to have Krista playing with us and playing violin with them you know we kind of had almost thought about making Though there was some pushback, some major pushback from 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 certain members in the band that you're uh, welcome that uh, shouldn't shouldn't have a whole new um, whole new band name because of some of the new music and that it would actually be good to embrace new music and old music and it's the same people it's the it's the same band so it kind of it kind of grew from from that I mean Dave and Jeremy and I have been like still hanging out at times and playing you know playing some. Some playing some songs together some some covers and things just for fun you know having having a couple of drinks with uh with the buddies so it kind of just developed from having having like a, a batch of new songs and and seeing how we can make them together and then and then you know wanting uh to have uh Krista add her her flair Final to that piece, yeah. yeah and then also revisiting the old tunes
1: so the kind of the drive to create a new album where you hadn't done in a while did covid kind of push along the impetus to do that or
0: was it just life timing in general i think that covid gave us an opportunity um because there's not other competing things to do in some ways so we had some extra time to put into writing and playing and practicing more together so that helps but um i think all in all um as cliff mentioned that we've been playing also like outside of this so there would already been some start Um, so it really just kind of all came back together and like Cliff said um, like having Krista come back and play with us was like really a a blessing that we could you know we could do new music again and we're also revisiting old music so um, no it's funny even in you know a pandemic that something good came out of it.
1: What can people expect from your new kind of sound
2: or is it a new sound is it?
0: Well (laughs) I
2: don't know. What what is new sound? What is old sound? <laughs> it's um you know, I think even in, in our older music we did explore some some different genres and had some pieces that um took influences from, from various places. Um I, I do think that that the, the newer pieces of music we they do flow really nicely in with some of our older music. It just I'm a big fan of when you create set lists or you create um you know a different performance for for playing live kind of having it so it does all flow together and so it does you know take you on a journey and i, and I do think that these these pieces of music do complement each other well
1: do you feel like maybe there's a departure where there has been such a time span or does it feel like a continuation of kind of thing
2: and I, I think energetically it feels like a continuation yeah. of Sonically yeah. it may sound uh something different, but I mean our our energies, I mean we've all we've all grown, mm. we've all been through different life experiences that uh I'm you know, old. Yeah. <laughs> we We're have, all we, old. Yeah. Yeah. There there Jeepers. is And we I, have kids. Some of us yeah. have
5: kids now. Yeah. No, yeah.
2: I think Krista's the only one of us without gray hairs, it looks like.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I the have no there.
2: hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone.
4: It yeah. all went to the beard.
2: Yeah. For, for 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 those who may be listening to the podcast, we are we're not that old, like we're we're we're, we're like, like old souls, maybe we're yeah. we're 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 all in our um, late thirties or early to mid forties, you know, late seventies for myself. <laughs> I feel you
1: there. Sometimes it feels that way. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, got to do those stretches daily. Keep those keep keep those, flavor, uh, yeah. crickety crickety parts away.
5: Yeah.
1: expect to be taken with this new album Uh, and not you know some people don't like to get into a lot of the context of the music you know they like to leave it for people to listen to but is there anything that you would want to talk about that we can expect because i know some of your older stuff has a big soundscape can we expect some of that
2: i i think most most certainly that will be something that something that you'll hear in there Uh, i mean we have uh, new songs for an album. We have not started to to record that yet. Um so that's something probably at this point where we're getting into the summer we'll at the soonest happen. I imagine in the fall or or something like that. That seems seem to be a better time to start recording those things. And I and I'd imagine that by the time that we're we're ready to press play on on um, on recording the next album we'll probably have some more pieces of music to add to it. But definitely there'll be some songs on there that take you on a journey. And as far as like context to the songs, it's I think I think it's hu- human to say that all of us go through uh, challenges, um, and I and I would say kind of kind of like you said, Kalen, that uh, maybe without going into too too much detail, it's just like I do I do also like songs that also let you be able to listen to it and maybe. <coughs> Make it make it your own when you're listening to it. Just like each of us have like different songs that that we like that we listen to. And maybe if we were to talk to the person who created them, that would be like, hey, that's not what I was talking about at all. But it's like, but it's but it's human and it's authentic and it's and it's real. And I think when you write stuff from that perspective, it's uh, it is open for for different different people to take it in their own way and it's certainly something that's coming straight from the heart from us
1: what's your uh, kind of the process of piecing together music
2: um, that varies sometimes I mean we do have some pieces that come right out of the out of the moment where we we're, we're jamming on them and and that uh, we're jamming on them and, and it comes um, just out of the cosmos <laughs> while we're doing a jam and then there's there's definitely other times where uh, where, where I've brought maybe a skeleton of a song, to uh, To the group, and and then it evolves from there. How
0: long have you been working on the new material? I like how he <laughs> passes it right over to me. <laughs> um, honestly, I think that this is probably close to like the time of the whole pandemic. Like it's okay. pretty much like two years that probably we've integrated some of the like original parts like cliff said he seems to like kind of introduce a lot of ideas and then he brings them into the group and we kind of arrange them but um probably some of the ideas if we listen back to like some old recordings because we have probably a, a closet full of old recordings of us jamming um we'd hear the same songs and pieces that are now like fully formed songs that have just um been transformed into like you know like something that we'd actually play in front of other people so, uh, yeah, um, I, I think that the, the pandemic in a weird way kind of captures some of that. It'll be kind of like a little bit of a time capsule because everything kind of happens within that time realm. So so it's kind of a true, uh, true COVID album.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's part of, like Dave said earlier, COVID and some of the different isolation or keeping your numbers small and also the not gigging with other projects really because a lot of gigs not happening, definitely gave us time to like, you know, be writing and, uh, and develop, develop these songs and spend time together and, and enjoy creating music together again.
1: So when you started kind of working on some new tracks, did it come to you very quickly that you wanted it to be a wet grow light project? Or did it no. kind of like as you're working and then you just <laughs> kind of get together jamming and then like, oh, maybe we should go that road?
2: I, I I would I would say no because I first brought it to, and then thought that maybe it was going to be its own thing, but then as we as we worked on it and realized that it was it was best suited to still be in this in this format with Weckrolight with with all of uh, us people a part of it realized that uh, that it was best for this collection of music to still be you know in the same. In the same band. So how did you guys all come together, like, as a band in the first place? How did Wet Grow lights uh, get birthed? Yeah, that's a good question, Kayla. <laughs> how, how far do we want to go back? We've, we've actually all known each other for quite a long time. Um, not all playing music together all at the same time for a long time. But, geez, Krista. Dave and I met Krista back when we were teenagers.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I've known Krista as long as I've known you. Just, really? Just about. It's like yeah. 22 years.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. that's old. <laughs> yeah, it's new a long time. new Krista through through a, a mutual an a mutual yeah, yeah next boyfriend. Yeah, played
3: music with them, and so I came out and got to to used to watch them jam in a band uh, and always was just really impressed with how they played. I remember watching Dave and he was mostly all self-taught and I was just in awe at how he played and then Cliff, how he could just write. And so I didn't play music with them at that time. I was just a spectator. Um And then years down the road, I remember I went into the paint store where Cliff was working and then he asked me if I was still playing violin, which of course uh, I was. I, I've been playing since I was 10 in the school program, but Always continued to play in some way or another. He mentioned some music he was playing and if I might like to come out and, and, uh, play with him. And so I did. And, um, we did that for a few years until I took a little hiatus to have kids and be a mom and, uh, and do work. And now I'm glad to be back playing with them again. Yeah. So that's how I met them and then got to meet Jeremy, um, when we got to play with wet grow light. And Jeremy's an awesome guy and we, um, have a lot of fun. And my husband too, everybody. We just enjoy each other as a group, I think. Besides playing together as Wet Grow Light, we're like friends outside of this. So you might get together for beer or um, hang out and have wings and stuff. And Oh, we might
0: have a beer. <laughs> it's
3: possible. Yeah. So it's been a good a friendship as well as a, a musical outlet for me.
2: And uh, Jeremy and I met, we worked together back in our early 20s. Is that when we first met Jeremy? Yeah, you were,
4: you were in your 20s, so like... Oh, yeah that's
2: right yeah, yeah. I case.
4: didn't even play an instrument at the time either so yeah. I you just, just admired I the twin just brother. I just yeah well I have a twin brother who plays as well but uh, I just met him and then I started. I was a late late bloomer you would say <laughs> would you say a late bloomer yes indeed so we started picking up the <laughs> you, bass and baby. and then bloomed <laughs> out and then saw Dave at uh, what was it Cougars at the time and we did a little jam and then just bonded and they said hey you were. We're still working on the bonding. Yeah, but the bond.
0: Yeah, it's close. We're really close. We're and it getting all, somewhere. It
4: all started out with a little jam, and uh, it it all worked out. Um, then I came over and practiced for you guys, and it it all worked out. It was awesome. It was great. So yeah, I'm the late bloomer. <laughs> you can call that? You you should call me the late bloomer. Yeah. So that should be my nickname. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dave, how so did it's we, great.
2: How did you and I meet, Dave?
0: I just want to first say that I'm going to take a little bit of credit here because I remember um, when Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it. I'm taking you it. it. You take um, <laughs> it. Yeah, and I would. It's, it's right. But um, I remember when Cliff and I had discussed doing, like, he had, of course, Cliff had started Wet Girl Light by himself, and he could probably tell you more about that. But when he was getting a band together, um, with some members and he said to me who would play the bass and who could be a violin player and i literally said how about that jeremy brown fella i mean he made me a little uneasy but i thought he was safe (laughs) and uh krista and i said remember krista you know um actually a fun fact too krista used to come over when we were doing our jams and she used to play violin for my parents in our house and so you know we would be downstairs like playing these awful um van halen covers and chris is upstairs like playing some kitchen fiddle music and my parents look forward to her arrival more than you know Probably ours because they enjoyed that much more. I met Clifford like um, like ten lifetimes ago now, but um, yeah, that's been like twenty two years and I, umpteen projects or whatever. And uh, yeah, so it's great that we're still doing this through the years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's it seems like a blur now
4: because I'm old. So this whole time, I thought Jeremy Brown was a loose cannon. It sounds like it's Krista. Well, I think I think Krista's loose cannon. She's all over the place sometimes. We always have to calm her down. She goes off and the violin is like. Come on, come on. No, Sparks it's all good. Spark, Sparks, yeah, yeah. It's like fireworks. So it's great. So it all worked out. It's, it's great.
1: <laughs> awesome. So some of the elements of the music that you, you create, what instruments and tools, other than straight just violin, bass, drums, guitar, are you guys using to, to get the sound that you want?
2: I, I mean, another, another less common instrument that we use in this band is, um, is a bazooki. And that's, um, traditionally was, was a, was a Greek instrument. It's kind of like an octave mandolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also used in a lot of Celtic music as well. And actually, I was just telling Jeremy Brown of uh, my story. about when I fell in love with the bazooki on the drive over here today, when we got we got into a little bit of a story about déjà vu's and what that meant uh, to, to 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 each of us. And well, hell, I'm into it now. I might as well I might as well, I might as well tell it. Yeah. This is deep. Yeah, this is deep. So here, uh, let's see if I can tell you the quick version. I I, ha- I had a dream, and déjà vu's for me have always been um a pre i realized back in like my late teens early 20s that they were a like a a precognitive dream that i had and usually i would say most most of the time they were insignificant it was just being not insignificant in the sense that it wasn't important moments of time that ended up coming into actuality but um just nothing that it was like oh i saved a kid from getting hit by a car or something like that then it actually happened or something so usually it was just like being in a certain place with certain people so I had a dream. I know I'm talking fast, but I'm trying to get through this story here. So, so I had a dream once, and that, and I woke up from it, and you know, I told my told my partner at the time, that's like, hey, I had a dream. There was a, a really cool instrument in my dream, and she was like, well, what was it? And I was like, I don't know what it was. Like I had no idea. Kind of forgot about it for months. Uh, during that time, um, I had purchased a bazooki, fell in love with it at the music store hadn't thought much about it relating it back to the dream and um till one day this is when I was living out in Vancouver had uh, moved around my studio space at the time and just just from moving like a guitar stand to a different part of the room you know just kind of setting things in their place realized that uh you know I kind of engaged this deja vu which was you know a dream that I'd had 6 7 months before I don't know how long before where I had dreamed that exact moment with the bazooki and uh, kind of just had one of those like Shiver little moments of like, oh shit, that's weird. I dreamt this. And, uh, and yeah, that's, and kind of have still been attracted to the bazooki and ever since and enjoy writing music on it. And it's definitely the, the bazuki that the bazuki that play in the band is not that, that deja vu dream bazooki. It's actually, <laughs> uh, it's actually one that, um, uh, one that, one that I built back in 2011. Because oh, it's uh, the one that the one that I had had first was an acoustic bazooki and I built an electric bazooki specifically for this project to kind of be able to throw it through, you know, a bunch of effects pedals and be able to actually turn it into a full-on, you know, rock rock instrument. So crazy. So déjà vu.
0: <laughs> I not <didn't... laughs> That's <what> I <laughs> That's information I didn't even know. Yeah. See, you just. It keeps me guessing 22 you should, years you should have been in the car
2: <laughs>
0: it was second car time I told this story been, today
2: you should have been in the car ride <laughs> so Kaylin, the real question is are you having deja vu right now <laughs> I have deja vu
1: all the time right. I, I, I kind of agree with you on the, the idea that it's that there's something behind it too so you never know sometimes it's little subtle things other things they're like oh shit that was that that dream I had Yeah, I feel you there.
2: sometimes, Sometimes it's just like the way a light is coming in through a certain window. Sometimes it just could be a stranger that you've never even seen before. And then it's like you don't know who they even were after the moment, but you're just like, I don't know. Is it getting deep? I know life <laughs> wow. life, life life life's weird, and wow. then, and I do think that there's there's a you know a lot more to it than we we necessarily all understand. Oh, I agree. So uh, the next album is all about déjà vu and dream bazookies.
5: The next album is called <laughs> Déjà Vu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: It's it's
1: not.
4: <laughs> Hold on a second.
1: The Bazooki Dream Experience. There you go.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's great.
5: Welcome back to the Pagan
2: place. Here, let me chop up that poison for you. No, no, you keep the tip. All we need is a little like and share. That'll
5: do just fine. There you go. Have a good day.
1: What do you guys get out of it? making this music and going out and playing it live and maybe recording like other than just a a finished product that you can let people hear is there anything else that you guys get out of the experience
3: i think for me like i mentioned before it's it's a really good stress reliever as um as a nurse and dave's a nurse as well um We've been going through a lot. And so to to just get away from all the noise of COVID in life right now, and and I love my kids dearly too, but being a mom <laughs> is a busy job as well. But to just take some time for myself and to have a a stress reliever is really one big thing for me, for sure, for music. So for me, that's one thing for me. I'll pass it on to anybody else who wants to speak.
0: Um, I'm going to say one of it... One of the things that I, like, get out of, like, playing live is definitely seeing people react to something that we're playing. Um, And it might sound silly, but just seeing a few people dance or move or it, like, invokes something, some kind of feeling in them. I find, for myself, that's kind of like transference. And I I feel that. It's, like, almost like, uh, yeah, it's just not validating, but it's just... Something I feed off that energy. It's something, something I I seek every time we play on stage. Well, I find it's it takes me away from the ordinary
4: day thing. Um, gives me creativity. It's fun. Just it's fun. It's just great. It takes me to a journey. Everybody has a music journey. Cliff has a lot of creativity. It ta- and it's great to branch off onto it, and it's all like can go on a ride and you can't get that from ordinary days so (laughs) so no no really for real so it's great yeah Um, it it takes me away from i don't know all the stresses and all that stuff it makes me feel good just to play it's like i'm a musician i played the bass and now i'm just playing the bass with these great people and it's so great it's great to play with good people and these guys are all great people and it's great. So all you have to say is simple. I'm a simple man and simple answers. So there we go. <laughs> Over to you, Cliff.
2: I, I, I think it, that one's an easy, easy one for me to answer. What I get from it is, is, is I love playing music with, with my friends and, you know, I write a lot of music that's under, under my other project, Elephant Skeletons, where I, I work a lot, you know, compiling my my own compositions and and i really enjoy doing that too but there's something special about uh making making music and playing it with uh with your friends who you love and and actually having that like full group energy these guys got a whole other dialogue going on over <laughs> here what, what 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 am i missing oh nothing i think
0: <laughs> jerry brown just gave like like just a stand-up epic speech um i just i loved every minute of it it was speeches at least five minutes that was our
4: speech
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> that was a mini monologue. Mini monologue, yeah.
2: <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Well, it's true. It is. So there we go. It is true.
4: <laughs> Question for
1: Cliff and maybe Dave, and um, just where I know you guys have other projects on the go as well. When you're writing a song, or you're you're working something out, how do you know where to slot it? What gives you the notion of okay, this is going to be? elephant skeletons or this is going to go down the road of even tape or master thomas or mazord or you know just to name a couple how do you know where to slot and where you want it to go do you know right away or do you have to kind of work on it for a little bit before
2: you know i think to some extent some of them have been trial you know it's like hey this is like you just kind of i don't know, stuff lands where it's supposed to sometimes it's i don't know if there's mm-hmm. ever like a significant amount of thought that goes into is like, hey, wrote this song, this is definitely a you know, a Mazord song or definitely a wet light song. Sometimes it's just you try it out and see if it feels right and and if it does, then it sticks. It also can sometimes depend on what mode of writing that we're in. Like if Dave and I like are in a mode of working on Master Dama songs and it's probably gonna be a Masodama song and you know, if we're in a mode of uh, you know, working on some Mazord tunes which Which we do like to revisit from time to time but usually those are quite a ways apart these days but then you know maybe we'll we'll do something that fits in fits into that when we're when we're feeling like revisiting that project so
0: i think it would just be through trial um i was going to say also it's funny because we have these like songs and parts of songs that are kind of revolving so sometimes like it could be something that we've had in either a jam with Jeremy and Krista or something we've had in a jam together. And like, we've tried it in one group and then we try it in another uh, group. Like, you know, maybe it was like originally like a punk rock song and then it becomes a, an elevator music song and then it becomes a wet girl light song. But it's funny cause we sometimes we'll kind of pass some music around and where the, where the glove fits. That's kind of where it, it just kind of sticks. So I can think of a couple songs that we've had that kind of have fallen into a couple different projects and we've played different versions of them. But I think like the real like song like that actually sticks those are the ones that are like we know it's like the right band and also the people to do it right. Um, Cliff and I can do as much as we can between two of us, but four of us is a, a totally different dynamic of writing. So
2: would you say it's a behemoth?
0: Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that like <laughs> but some of the core stuff's still there like um obviously after like 22 years of playing together, I find Cliff and I have like, Um, a little bit of a system, I think, for like a lot of songs and parts that we write and we kind of have a little bit of a natural arrangement to some of our music. And so when we usually, when we hammer out parts they kind of fall into pieces like pretty easy in some ways. And then other times we're like, oh, let's do something different and shake it up. So but we, we generally kind of have a some kind of a system i would say would you agree yeah i I would agree i mean dave and i both
2: um were writing songs from an early age back in our teenage years and kind of started writing songs together quite early you know into our into our teenage years so i think we think about the songwriting process um in a similar way of like as far as like how arrangements are going to come together and and whatnot and it's funny because actually dave and i um his his ma had a recording of our our high school band that she shared with Dave recently. And we watched it and it was actually really really funny to um uh to watch it and see some of our different breakdowns that we were doing even as teenagers and it was uh we, we were we were we were still trying to you know put a flair on the on arrangements and and um and breakdowns to make stuff interesting even when we were young and the only difference was for some reason we thought it was a better idea to wear less clothes on stage then.
5: <laughs> I think their band name was yeah. Underwear
4: Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Not yeah. officially. Not yeah. officially.
4: Unofficial. Yeah. And not uh, not full on not, not
2: well, full on uh, flea and red hot chili peppers, but versus uh, uh,
0: we'll just cut that out. We just go in that direction. No socks about No,
2: uh, <laughs> it happened, own it. Get
5: your, get your life. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I'd say traditionally you guys have a, a very unique sound and it kind of goes in its on its own path. Where does the sound come from? Like I know the instruments you're using obviously influence that, but is there anything that kind of has triggered why you want to use the particular sounds that you have used? If that makes sense? I don't know, maybe that doesn't make sense.
2: I think sometimes with creating a composition of music is similar to painting a painting and sometimes it's not just about hearing what's there when you're doing the, the outline of it, it's about hearing or seeing what's what's not there and filling in those gaps. So, especially when it comes down to the recording process, I know when it comes to like, um, I've always been a fan of, you know, having, having the live sound be a good version of the recorded sound, but I really like making recordings and albums a journey. And I'm, I'm a fan of when you have other elements in there. And that's kind of that whole like painting a picture of hearing what isn't there and almost hearing what this, what the song itself is telling you to put in there. And, um, that, that's, that's kind of how I approach it with what I'm playing. If we're playing all together and it's not a recording, we're just playing on the floor. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes texture. Uh, is better than, than melody. Sometimes there's, it, it needs melody there. It's trying to hear what isn't there and trying to give space for, for everything that is also there and, and kind of letting it um, fill up from there.
1: Anything you, that you guys wanted to mention or bring up that maybe I haven't asked about so far, or that's on your minds?
2: I guess just that uh, to say that um, you know we're really enjoying playing music together again, and we're 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 looking forward to being able to to share some some music uh, live and in person for for people again, and hopefully now that uh, it seems like some things are opening back up, we're gonna have some more opportunities to be able to to uh, to spend some fun times with with other music lovers and. You know, share our uh, version of that.
1: How do you know when you're ready to record?
2: Well, I think you can come at it from a few different angles. You don't always need to be ready to record. Sometimes the recording process can also be part of what solidifies different parts. Um, yeah. So I I would say, and there's there's some songs like um, that that I've written that are through the recording process. You put down a bid track of one part that you have an idea for, then it builds from there. So. I think it's it's just more so when you have the right slot of time to be able to dedicate your time and energy into it, uh, more so right. than it is that a certain piece of music is ready to record, because sometimes the recording process itself can actually be part of what helps to solidify uh, the composition.
1: Now, musically, or um, I know you you guys kind of work on the production end of the music as well, uh, if you had any bit of advice for anybody that kind of wanted to get
0: into creating music,
1: what... what uh, what would you say
0: i would say there was a time where clifford and i shared and i mean we had joint custody of this four track cassette recorder and this thing was literally it was the shit um we recorded our first Mazword album on this thing and if i look at that now and now we're able to like you know what we can do now in a studio is like just incredible. However, it doesn't always like translate to something live. So I'm gonna say that part of what I think for anybody else is trying to get into creating music, recording music, writing it, um, is that they should um have like a good grasp on their instruments and stuff like that. Um I think as Cliff was talking about kind of like when we're ready to record stuff, I find one of the things that we kind of i find that happens before we record is that we get saturation to the point that like we'll play something and then we're like okay we can't change that anymore we're we're just totally um we're we're totally saturated and we're we have to record it because there's nothing left to change i would say just play keep it simple
4: just play whatever you feel just play whatever you feel
2: do it (laughs) solid simple I would say something that actually contradicts what Dave said a little bit there. I I think that um, I, I I think that really you, you 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 don't <laughs> work with what you've got. It's like if if you love doing it, it's like just do it. I mean, um, art is worth doing just for the sake of what it feels how it feels on your feels on your soul. It's like um, whether you've got you know crappy stuff to record on, you got crappy instruments to play. I mean, m- music and art is everywhere as you can. Uh, You can you can turn anything into a musical instrument and you can make music on anything. So it's like really don't don't make not having the gear you think you need an excuse for not doing what you think you want to do. Just find a way to make it happen with with whatever you got access to um, and and make it happen and and build from there. Right. Right.
3: I would think I, one thing I would say is maybe don't overthink it. I think sometimes I struggle with overthinking it and maybe not having the confidence to, to think, you know, I have to play it the same way every time or or don't try something new in this part of the song. But just let yourself have the confidence to just do what you know how to do and just let it come out. And hopefully you're going to get something really special and, and different if you just believe that you can do it and let yourself be creative.
5: Mm-hmm. See. Mm-hmm
3: well that made
0: me look like a total jerk
4: Uh, well just play it's so it's just simple just play just feel feel it
1: where do you guys want to go with this project is there anywhere particular or are you just there to do it Madison Square
4: Garden
0: (laughs) that's all that's it small potatoes i would like to see like just this project do exactly what we're doing right now which is playing for our friends and family and people that we know like personally um and just getting to connect with them like because that's that's the best part is being accessible to our friends and people that we meet um and also maybe just kind of getting to branch out a little bit and meet some new people meet new musicians and um hear some hear some different things while we while we play
3: yeah. And just as as Dave said, like some of the bands that we met along our travels before, like I, you know, I know that we, they probably don't sell CDs and, and stuff like that anymore, but I'm still an old school kind of girl who, who keeps the CDs in her car. And we met some wonderful bands back in the day that I still listen to and was really influenced by. And so I hope that we can continue, like Dave said, to meet some new musicians, some younger musicians, maybe that are doing some different things. And that's what I'm looking okay. forward to getting out of it as well.
2: Yeah, I, I I think that right now it um it's just really nice to be able to share moments with each other and then be able to share moments with with others. It's um the world's crazy. So it's uh it's just, it's just nice to be able to to share things that we're creating with uh with each other and and, and and with others and really just um enjoy those moments and see what happens from there. Sweet. Awesome. Jeremy Brown uh, Oh he wants to go to Madison Square Garden. Okay, yeah, here he answered. Yeah, yeah.
4: That's it. I'm simple man. Come on. Yeah.
5: <coughs> simple.
4: Keep it simple.
2: Yeah. We good.
1: Um, this will be out before the shows. Um, so I know people can catch you Moncton at Tide and Boar on April first. That's with the FM Berlin duo. And then with Hillary Ladd opening for you guys at McGill's on April second. And uh, there'll be some DJs Groovy Tuesday. Uh, closing out the night we'll keep it uh the mix is gonna be interesting that night but it'll be fun
2: I, I like things that work that way where you get uh, you get some variety in there I yeah, think it, I it's agree. All gonna it's all gonna pair well
1: there's a lot of good stuff too like Hillary Ladd's got a an EP coming out so right. it'll be cool to have a lot of fresh music and uh groovy Tuesday. Uh, well, there's two of them, and uh, yep. they haven't played live before, other than at a house party. So that's going to be fresh and wicked as well.
2: I know I like their name too, because I'm a fan of Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. My my love of Tuesdays has has been going on for a while. And it started off as just trying to give some appreciation to a very underappreciated day of the week, <laughs> um, where, you know, Monday gets the hype, like, oh, it's Monday, and like mm-hmm. Wednesday's hump day, Thursday's almost Friday, Friday's the weekend, Saturday's still the weekend, <laughs> well, Sunday's true. chill, what about Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday Tuesday's not, not even love. In the middle of the week. Tuesday's not even the middle of the week, but, but Tuesday's a powerful day, and we can get a lot of stuff done on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: is there a wing day on Tuesday? Is there
2: a wing night on Tuesday? Is the question. Uptown Pub Down Under's always got a wing nine.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: shout out. Shout out to those guys for keeping those wings flowing. i will take that sponsorship anytime. time. Yeah, sponsorship, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wicked. Yeah, No. Yeah, not much else to say, but thank you. Thank you, Kaylin. Thank you, Kaylin. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, thank you for thank you having you guys us.
1: for taking some time to chat with me.
4: Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, that was awesome. awesome. That's a quick turnaround. Thank around. you for having us, man. That's awesome. It was fun.
3: Sorry.
0: Thank you. All right. Cheers, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Cheers.
5: This is Kate from Groovy Tuesday, and you've been listening to the Pagan Place.